Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I am here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I'm going to take a little time just to give you a little backstory about what's been going on the last few years so you can understand why we've had so much trouble. So the the first like three years that we started the podcast, we started in what, 2018, I think it was? Something like that. And for the first three years, we had a laptop computer and we both bought microphones and everything worked perfectly. Could not ask for it. Like we literally plugged shit in and it worked for like three years. Didn't have to worry about anything. Then the computer broke. And we didn't know what we were doing. So we got a different computer. It worked for a little while. Then it pooped out on us too. Then we got another computer that worked for a little while. And then the uh, microphone, because we had to, we, we couldn't use our microphones on either one of those computers. We had to use the internal microphone. And so the microphone on that computer broke. So this time we got a similar computer to the one that we first had that we were able to plug in our microphones and now as you can see hopefully <laughs> this is the microphones this is what it should sound like this is what it sounded like when we first started so hopefully we are hoping that this will continue to work for us and we won't have to worry about audio problems anymore. Um, last week was a bit of a different issue because uh, Odin jumped up onto the couch and stole the show <laughs> because he could, you could probably hear him purring. I did everything I could to try and get our voices as loud as I could and his purring to not be so loud but you know again honestly we kind of just jumped into this didn't really think it through and so again thank you for sticking with us if you have for all this time we really appreciate it again hopefully this is it we're using our microphones again we're able to plug them in without the computer blowing up and (laughs) Hopefully this will be it. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there because of all of the audio problems that we've had for the last couple years. Um, and then COVID didn't help us at all because we couldn't figure out the Zoom shit. And yeah. oh, it was just kind of a nightmare. So hopefully. It, yeah, it's definitely been a nightmare. Hopefully that is over. Um, yeah. So I have more of the Am I the Asshole oh, good. situations for us. Uh, having a difficult roommate can be a a real pain. Um, hold on. Okay. These are written a little bit differently. These are written from an outside person. So I'm just going to read it the way it is. So having a difficult roommate can be a pain. This story involves a guy who suspected his roommate of stealing food from him, even though his roommate is particular about having, uh, anyone else eat his stuff. It turns out his concerns were validated when he put regular milk in an almond milk container to see if his lactose intolerant roommate would drink from it. The roommate fell for the trap and then it did a number on his digestive system. When his roommate called him out, this ended up proving the guy was right. 
Users commented it was right since his roommate was stealing from him. So he got the answer to his question. So what do you think? I think, yeah, he's he got what he deserved. Especially if he bitches yeah. about people eating yeah. his stuff. Don't take someone else's stuff. It's not yours. At least without asking. Yeah. You know, if you if you need some milk for something, say, hey, man, you know. Yeah. I, I, st- I need to go to the store. Can I borrow some milk? Sure. And, you know. Yes. Communication is key. Don't just take it. What's not yours. Absolutely. I agree. Okay. So, okay. This is another roommate. The poster of the story has a problem where the girlfriend of his flatmate has a bad habit of barging in without knocking. The poster repeatedly asked his girlfriend to start knocking, but she declined this request. One morning when the girlfriend barged in, she was greeted by the poster sleeping in his birthday suit with a full display of his package. She and her boyfriend thought it was disgusting. However, the users agree that the poster that had his right to present himself this way in his own room. (laughs) Fuck yeah, stay Uh, the fuck out. yeah. Yeah, if you barge in and we've asked you not to... Well, you shouldn't even have to ask. Absolutely not. That's it's just fucking rude. That's rude. <laughs> that's, that's great. great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. A man's girlfriend moves in with him, but has a problem with his pet project, a 1967 Chevy Impala that he's trying to restore. While he's away on a business trip, the girlfriend has the car and all of its parts hauled off to the junkyard. When the man comes back, he discovers that everything's gone and loses it, kicks the girlfriend out and decides to sue her. The girlfriend and her family are mad, so the man decides to ask Reddit whether he's right to react the the way he did. Wait, so it's his house? It's, yeah, seems to be his house. And it's his car. His car. And his tools. Yes. He lets her move in. Apparently. she has it all hauled away. Apparently she didn't like it for some reason. Um... No. Absolutely not. That is unacceptable. <laughs> why why would anyone think that was okay? I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't I'd know. I'd be pissed. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Especially like just hauled it off to the junkyard. Like didn't even oh my god, I would be so mad. Okay, next one. A middle aged man is supportive of his teenage daughter who has become vegan, buying her pricier ingredients and her own cookware to accommodate. However, he starts to feel that his daughter is going too far with her lifestyle when she insists that her parents stop eating meat entirely in their home because of the traces of meat around the kitchen that are contaminating everything else and making her sick. His wife wants to go along with the request so they can all get along, but he puts his foot down. No. Yeah. That they don't is need to change the way they do absolutely things. Absolutely not. No. And I'm sorry, but if your daughter is that entitled, you've done something wrong. Yeah. Because, abs- I mean, not they've accommodated her yeah. as well. They went above and beyond. Exactly. And she's it's still not good enough? Yeah. Absolutely. No, and then the mom, oh, let's just all get no, along. No. 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 Absolutely If you don't not. like how it is here, then you go get your own place to live. Mm, yep. Yeah, no. That's, that's so wrong. All right, next one. Attending a small get-together... A self-described fat guy was distracted by a six-foot party sub that was calling his name the whole night. Initially, he ate one serving, but then ended up eating three more feet without asking the others because his hunger got the best of him. 
one of the partygoers scolded him for eating two-thirds of the six-foot sub because it was all for the guests, or for all the guests, and it had been specifically ordered from a friend's sub shop. Though he offered to order more food, the guests refused, and the anger persisted the next day. Hmm. That one's a tough one. No, you should not eat all the food <laughs> at someone's party. <laughs> but if he offered to get more, yeah, then that should have been the end of it. Yes. It's not that big of a deal. It's it's not. I That's actually weird because I have thought that several times this week. Like... You need to pick your battles wisely. Yeah. Because it's not that deep. It's not worth it. Exactly. It's, not, it's why? Yeah. Well, yeah. He what's going to come out more with that? Of the more food. Yeah. Now, if he didn't and he was just like, oh, whatever, fuck you, then that's totally different. But if he offered to get more. Yeah. I agree. Then let that, it go. That should be it. Okay. Next one. A guy doesn't want to go pick his wife up from the airport really late at night, even though she specifically asked him to. His reason? He has a busy day of work ahead of him and needs to wake up really early the next morning. He hoped that Reddit would accept his justification and validate his decision. Sadly for him, they disagreed and labeled him uh, the you-know-what. What do you think? Yeah, go pick her up. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's one fucking day. Fuck off. I'm so glad people were like, um, no, what is wrong with you? Go pick up your wife. Not, I mean, anything could happen. Seriously. Men don't understand that. They do not. They do not understand that. Then they need to start watching ID. They do. They do. They need to. Most of the time when a woman is murdered, it's her husband or her boyfriend or yeah. her ex. So. Or, the, or they immediately think that women are just crazy and they're overreacting or something. Yeah. Anyway, when a family ordered food from a Chinese restaurant, a woman's 13-year-old son cracked an insensitive joke. Unfortunately, the delivery man, who was of Asian, Asian ethnicity, overheard the joke, making the situation uncomfortable for all. As a result, the woman made her son write an apology note that he had to read aloud to the delivery man in the restaurant the next day. She also made him write a few short papers on Chinese culture and racism. The woman's husband thought this punishment was too harsh, causing the woman to question whether she had overreacted. Nope. No. No, she did not. Absolutely not. That is our job to teach our children how to act like people. Thank you for saying that. Because it is. We, as parents. So many people fail at it. Exactly. And that, yes, thank you. She, yeah, she did a great job. Let's see. Tired of being yelled at by customers, a high school coffee shop employee worked out a plan with one of the shift managers. During said situation, the manager would come in asking the angry customer what the problem is, hear the problem, and then no matter how small the problem is, pretend to fire the coffee shop employee on the spot. The customer almost always dials the anger back in response, quickly deciding their minor problem wasn't worth getting someone fired over. While it's a dishonest deception, it does show that the customer isn't always right. What do you think? Hmm... I think it's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it it did it, it is because it shows that. I mean, people get so mad so easy over dumb shit, over st- 
stupid stuff that makes no difference yeah. at all. And they need to be slapped in the face with it. Yeah, they do. They do. Every A, a lot of people need humbled. Yeah, they do. It's not that big of a deal. I think that's great. I think it's hilarious. I think, I mean, what's it, what's it hurting? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It doesn't hurt anything. All it does is it show. shows this person that they're being assholes. Yeah. And I think that's great. <laughs> oh, this is my last one. A guy has a girlfriend who he claims has a great nose and knack for cooking. Her food is so good, he feels no need to go to restaurants, even when she wants to go. When date nights come up, he pushes her to cook for him instead and calls her his private chef. Needless to say, this causes a strain on their relationship, so the guy takes this case to the internet, and they weren't forgiving. Fuck him. Seriously. She wants to go out to eat and take a break. Seriously. And um, private chefs get paid a shit ton. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, if I were her, I'd be like, oh, you want a private chef, do you? Okay, this is how much it's going to cost yep. you. Let me look up that salary Yeah, real quick. You know, it's big, too. Yeah, private chef. That's, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the stories I did this week are 19 forbidden places you are not allowed to enter, and some of them are terrifying. Ooh, creepy. So this is... And I don't know if I'm saying this right because it's from Norway. Svaldbard Global Seed Vault. I thought this was so cool. Okay. Deep inside the Arctic Circle on the Norwegian island of Spitsbergen, the Global Seed Vault is hidden deep inside a mountain. It is sometimes called the Doomsday Vault because even in the worst scenario of a disaster to mankind, it would preserve the diversity of the world's food crops and restore the plant kingdom. It was built to last around 200 years and withstand earthquakes and explosions. It was placed on the side of a mountain, so even if all the ice on earth melts, it will still be above sea level. The vault contains 100 million seeds, a complete backup of earth's food crop seed at the present time. Policy is invalid here. Even North Korea has frozen its seeds there. The first withdrawal from the vault was recently made by Syria in order to recreate an international research center in Aleppo, which was lost to war. It was used to store the genetic material of crops. Today, these lost stores have become of vital importance in war-torn and drought-affected Syria. Whoa. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I had no idea that existed. Wasn't that cool, though? Yeah, that's really cool. That's like um, a little tiny sliver of hope for humanity. Yeah. A little bit. Hmm. thought it was very interesting. That is interesting. Okay, North Sentinel Island in India. North Sentinel Island is a home to the Sentinelese, which is one of a few tribes in the world that have zero contact with modern civilization. It is believed that the tribe survives by hunting, fishing, and collecting wild plants, but there are no signs of agriculture or fire. The first successful expedition was in 1967, led by T.N. Pandit. Despite that, to this day, the tribe refuses to have any contact with the modern world as they violently drive away anyone who tries to enter their premises. 
In 2006, the tribe killed two fishermen who accidentally entered their territory, but no attempt was made by the Indian government to prosecute the murders. Now it is strictly forbidden to enter this island, and entering it may result in death. Hmm. That's crazy. I've heard about that before. Yeah, that's... Hey, if they don't want to, exactly. then that's... they don't have to. Exactly. Of course, they shouldn't just kill people because they accidentally landed on their island, but... You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Plutoni, wait, Plutonian at Heropolis or Pluto's Gate, Turkey. Located in the ancient city of Heropolis, Turkey, it was once a site dedicated to the Roman god of death, Pluto. Ancient historian Strabo visited the place and said that any animal that passes inside meets instant death. I threw in sparrows, and they immediately breathed their last and fell. After discovery in 1965, Pluto's gate dangers were proven to be more than just a myth. Scientists measured the CO2 concentration and discovered that while during the day the sun dissipates the gas, at night when the temperature drops and CO2 becomes heavier than air, it pulls at the bottom, forming a deadly lake. At dawn, the CO2 concentration 40 centimeters above the arena floor reaches 35%, which is enough to kill animals and even people within minutes. Luckily, the concentration drops significantly with height, so standing by the gates would only pose a threat to smaller animals. That's weird. I actually saw that on uh, uh, that show that Josh, Josh, Josh Gates does. Oh, yeah. Uh, Expedition X or something like that. Mm-hmm. They they went and they went there and tested it and all that. Huh, that's cool. All right, the catacombs in Paris. One of the best known Mister Mister. Oh my God, I cannot read today. <laughs> One of the best known mysterious and scary places from all around the world are the catacombs of Paris. What was first built as a tunnel network to consolidate Paris's stone mines and become a storage for six million dead bodies. At the end of, even though a very small part of these tunnels is open to the public, where you can see thousands of bones and skulls stacked together, 99% of the 170-mile-long maze is forbidden to enter because getting lost there is almost a guarantee. Yet that does not stop people and mysterious secret society members from finding their ways into these places and making trouble for the special catacomb police force. The cataflix. <laughs> I didn't know they had their own police force. <laughs> Poveglia Island, Italy. Poveglia is an island known as one of the most mysterious and creepy places in the world. It all started during the Roman Empire when the island was used to home victims of the plague. Later, during the medieval era, when the plague returned, the island once again became a home to thousands of deadly sick people. A terrible amount of people were dumped into the ground, buried in the same graves, and even burned. People say that the land became so affected by the burned and rotten human corpses, its soil is now 50% composed of human ash. Then back in 1922, they opened a mental hospital here. (laughs) That's great. Awesome. It is safe to say that it did not affect the patients in a positive way, since the island already had a truly creepy vibe to it. Now, you can still find washed-up human bones on the island shore due to the horrific amount of humans killed there. With many people saying this place is haunted, no wonder the island is illegal to visit, 
and we're not sure anyone would want to go. Um, no. No. Mausoleum of the first Quin Emperor, Quin Shi Hong, China, located in Lintong District, Xi'an Shengxi, China. Oh my God. <laughs> Quin Shi tomb is a place where entry is forbidden. Even though discovered when the Terracotta Army was unearthed in 1974, the tomb hasn't been excavated yet. Opponents of ex excavation believe that current technology couldn't preserve anything that the tomb holds, therefore access to it is forbidden. Again, why would you want to go in there? Well, just it's to, creepy. you know, yeah, just to see. I mean, those aren't bodies. No, but... Yeah. Still, with, like, all the stories and stuff, I would not want to go to these places anyway. Yeah, it's usually, like, professor or, like, archaeologist who just wants to... Braver people than me. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> Chernobyl Exclusion Zone in Ukraine. 1986 is the year of the tragic nuclear accident known now known as the Chernobyl Disaster. Due to high radiation levels, every local was ordered to immediately leave the premises and the territory quickly became abandoned. Now you can still find abandoned shoes, toys, and other possessions left behind because of the rapid ev evacuation. Even though there are exertions that allow you to check some parts of the town, there is a 19-mile zone, also known as Chernobyl Exclusion Zone, or the Zone, this territory is strictly forbidden for any access as it will result in radioactive contamination. Yeah, they don't want to go there. No. My gosh, I can't even <laughs> pronounce that, those words. It's, it's Snake Island. Okay. <laughs> in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, this island, I can't pronounce it, is located off the coast of Brazil in the Atlantic Ocean. It is the only home to now... Critically endangered venomous golden lancehead pit viper. Whoa. The island is closed to the public in order to protect this snake population as well as protect the visitors, as by some estimates there is one snake to every square meter of the island. Oh my gosh. No, thank you. Holy crap. They can keep their island. <laughs> exactly. Surtsey, an island in Iceland. Surtsey is a piece of land that formed in 1963 after a huge volcanic eruption that lasted for three years. Now the land is only used for scientific research. The main focus of the work is to better understand how an ecosystem forms without any human impact. There are only a couple of scientists that are allowed on the island's premises, making it one of the few forbidden places on Earth. One of the main rules for scientists is not to bring any seeds with you, well, someone did not pay close enough attention to this rule and pooped on some lava. Oh. After that, a tomato plant sprouted up <laughs> on the island, leaving the scientists truly mystified. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> After they realized the origin of the plant, it was immediately destroyed, as it would disturb their scientific research. <laughs> Leave it to some dude to take a shit and mess everything up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. That's hilarious. 
What are the odds? <laughs> oh my god. The entire plan? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Holy shit. <laughs> Could you imagine the person that found that? Like, where? Where did this come from? How? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Area 51, USA. Area 51 is a U.S. military installation that is located 100 miles north of Las Vegas. It is considered to be one of the most mysterious places in the world since the U.S. government denied its, its existence until just 2013. Now it is mostly known for its many UFO conspiracy theories. The area is mainly used by CIA and the U.S. Air Force as a testing territory because of its remote location. Despite it being a military installation, many people believe that it might be the place where scientists research a crashed alien spacecraft. Many conspiracy theory enthusiasts visit the nearby territory to Area 51, yet entrance is completely prohibited. You know, I... I, well, I had a documentary on. I wasn't really watching it. I was listening to it. But they were talking about um, the president. And apparently, the pre- the documentary is called um, Unacknowledged, I think. Mm-hmm. And the way they were talking, the president isn't even allowed to know exactly what's going on. Oh, really? Like, they... He, they they don't have clearance to know exactly what's going on. The president of the United States hmm. doesn't have clearance to know exactly what's going on with UFOs and the research that they've done. That's crazy. Which means to me that the president is just like the customer service rep for the he's United the, States. He's the figurehead. He is. He's the he's the face and every the, everything is blamed on him Mm -hmm. and that that's it he doesn't even really know what's going on well especially especially now (laughs) anyway yeah let's move on (laughs) metro 2 line d6 in russia during the reign of stalin a secret system of underground transport was built known as metro 2 This mysterious metro system supposedly connects administrative institutions like the Kremlin, (laughs) I don't know how to say that word, Vnukovo 2 Airport, and General Staff Academy. It is reported that the tunnels also include apartments and technical rooms. Since the system was not available for outsiders, it is believed to be a secret escape tunnel for high-level officials during war. The Moscow Metro Administration denies the existence of these tunnels. Yet, back in 1994, an urban exploration group claimed to have found the entrance to the underground system. Now only one out of four lines is confirmed to exist, and this is the line D6. Access to this place is strictly forbidden for outsiders, and it can only be entered with a special pass. Interesting. Probably so many things like that that we have no clue. Oh, I'm sure there is. The Call Caves. I don't know if I'm saying that right either. The Call Caves is a complex 
is a complex of caves near the village of Montignac. The ceilings and walls of this cave are covered with parietal wall paintings representing primarily large animals. It is believed that the age of the paintings is estimated at around 17,000 years. Back in 1940, the caves were discovered by 18-year-old Marcel Ravidat, leaving many people wondering about their origin and meaning. Anthropologists believe that these paintings might symbolize past hunting success or a mystical ritual in order to improve hunting in the future. Opening the caves during World War II changed the cave environment. The 1,200 visitors per day Changes in air circulation and the presence of the light caused irreparable damage to the paintings, resulting in a closure of these caves in 1963. Hmm. That sucks. Yeah. Vatican Secret Archives in Vatican City. The Vatican and the Catholic Church already seem to be mysterious as it is. But did you know they had a secret archive where they store documents relating to the Catholic Church, and some of them date as far back as 8th century. The entire archive is so huge it has 53 miles of shelves and entrance is strictly forbidden for anyone who is not a researcher with a special permission for access. The place includes such documents as information of Martin Luther's excommunication and a letter from Michelangelo to Pope Julius II. Interesting. Niha Island, Hawaii. Niha is an island situated in Hawaii that is often called the Forbidden Island. Back in 1864, it was bought by Elizabeth Sinclair and has been privately owned ever since. It first got its name back in 1952 when during the polio epidemic on the Hawaiian Islands, it was forbidden to leave and enter the island in order to avoid the disease. Luckily, this way nobody on the island got sick. Now with a population of 170 people, this island remains one of the most coveted travel destinations in the world, yet only a few receive permission to visit it. People say that even royalty or extremely rich people have to request entry. For example, music legend Mick Jagger was once denied clearance to land his helicopters on the island's premises. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> North Brother Island, USA. North Brother Island is a 13-acre piece of land located in the East River, a couple of miles away from Manhattan, New York. It is a place where over, I guess that's supposed to be a thousand, people died after a passenger ship sank in the island's waters. Later, it was Riverside Hospital where they treated contagious diseases. The most notorious resident was Mary Mallon, better known as Typhoid Mary. Mary was the first documented person in the USA to be identified as an asymptomatic carrier of the bacteria that causes typhoid fever. It is believed that she infected more than 50 people with the disease, three of whom died. While she always denied being a carrier, she rarely washed her hands while making desserts and apparently spread the bacteria to anyone who ate them. <laughs> the island was later abandoned until the 1950s when a center opened to treat drug addicts. Now it is a bird sanctuary for herons and other wading shorebirds. The island is currently abandoned and off-limits to the public. Fukushima Exclusion Zone, Japan Back in 2011, the Fukushima nuclear disaster struck Japan. Residents within 18 miles of the plant were urged to evacuate. 
It is the second disaster to be given the Level 7 event classification of the International Nuclear Event Scale next to Chernobyl. Due to its extreme radiation, nobody is allowed to enter these premises, yet one man was brave or foolish enough to go there without any proper equipment. Q. Wee Lung, I don't know, a 27-year-old Malaysian photographer chose to illegally sneak into Fukushima's exclusion zone. It feels like a real-life version of Fallout. Q. Wee told Bored Panda, oh my which God. is where I got this these from are you serious is it what an idiot exactly it's like i gotta get a picture um (laughs) no grand shrine of east japan the grand shrine of east is a holy or sacred place where they worship amaturasu a goddess of the sun in the universe of the shinto religion the temple is built without using any nails, but simply joining wood instead. The most interesting part is that the temple is rebuilt every 20 years, honoring the Shinto Shinto concept of death and rebirth. It is also a way to continue the long ongoing tradition of building the temple by only interlocking the joints. Despite the beauty and the holiness of the temple, only the priests and the representatives of the imperial family can enter the territory. So the only chance to catch a glimpse of this incredibly holy place is through wooden fences, and you can't take any photos either. <laughs> that was kind of a bummer to have something really beautiful, and yeah. people but can't they, see it. But they just end up ruining exactly. it. Exactly. People suck. Yeah, they do. Bohemian Grove, USA. Bohemian, Bohemian Grove is an annual camp located in Bohemian Avenue in Monterio, California. Every year, around 2,500 elite men participate in this event that first started back in 1872. The event invites only the most important figures in the world, as such as high-ranking politicians, Nobel Prize winners, various military officials, also the presidents of elite universities such as Harvard or Yale. It is said that during the event, the Bohemian Club performs plays and rituals as a part of the tradition. The club's motto is, Weaving Spiders Come Not Here, which implies that outside concerns are not to be disclosed during the event. To this day, the event is strictly male-only, as women can only work as employees there. Fuck off. (laughs) Journalist John Ronson described the club as simply immature. My lasting impression was of an all-pervading sense of immaturity. The Elvis impersonators, the pseudo-pagan spooky rituals, the heavy drinking. These people might have reached the apex of their professions, but emotionally they seem trapped in their college years. (laughs) I was going to say, especially if quote-unquote women aren't allowed... Oh, we don't want to be there. Oh, Trust yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. It's the last place that we want to be. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And my last one, Morgan Island, Monkey Island, South Carolina. Morgan Island, located north of Beaufort in South Carolina, is also known as Monkey Island. It got its nickname from the colony of around 4,000 rhesus monkeys living there. However, the population is not native as the monkeys were relocated there from La Parguera, Puerto Rico, 
as monkeys infected with the herpes B virus started escaping. Oh. And La Parguero was overpopulated with monkeys. South Carolina offered to relocate the colony to their uninhabited Morgan Island. Currently, the law prohibits anyone visiting the island for their own, as well as the monkeys, safety. The only people allowed on the island are researchers working for the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases who own the monkeys living there. Yikes. No, thank you. No, that is not a zoo I would want to visit. No, not at all. Alrighty, I have some weird, unexplained things. First one, when I had my room, my first roommates, they got to move in before me. The first thing I saw in the whole house was this creepy urn above the fireplace. My attention was drawn to it, so I asked and was told it was my roommate's brother who had killed himself. That thing had spirits following it. We would hear doors slamming upstairs, running... It would fall over randomly, and one day we found bright red footprints in the bathtub when everyone had been working. We told her eventually it had to go, and she fought with us on it, but put it in her car. She started hearing voices when she would drive and talk to it. It was creepy as fuck. <sighs> I know. What? what the hell? Creepy. Next one. Wife bought a Ouija coffee cup from Spirit Halloween. She had it on the toilet seat while she was in the bathtub. After she finished her coffee, the cup got knocked off the toilet seat and disappeared. After searching for about 10 minutes, I found it under the bed about six feet from where it fell with no damage to the cup. She hasn't used it since. Uh, hell no. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Of course, it's probably not the cup. It's probably whatever fucking portal it fell through. Yeah. Ooh, creepy. Next one, I worked at a hospital. I had a very distinct-looking patient pass away. The next day, there was a new patient in the room who was very elderly, demented, and close to dying. She stated all the normal close-to-death talk, but then calmly looked to the corner and started asking the empty corner, Who are you? Why are you here? I asked her who she was talking to, and she said, There's a woman with bright red curly hair telling me I'm in her room. The patient who passed the night before matched her description. I backed myself right out of that room. <laughs> I don't blame you. That is crazy. She had to have seen her, right? Oh, well, yeah. What's she still doing there? She obviously she, doesn't know she died. Yeah, she doesn't know because she wants that lady out of her room. Oh, my God. What? Okay, next one. After my father died, I would wake up and see some kind of apparition sitting where the wall connected to the bedroom door. I saw her three times. The first time, it was like some eyes hovering over the door. The second time, it was a face and nothing else. And the third time was a full body. She looked like a little girl in some kind of frilly dress. She was watching me, but didn't move or say anything. I woke up. I woke my wife up, and she was gone when I looked again. Never happened again, and we've moved houses since. I always put it down to grief, causing some kind of hallucination, but I always get a chill up my spine when I think about it. Ugh. Yeah, that's creepy. Next one, I used to live in a home my family rented from a family we went to church with. The father of the said family was killed when the youngest was two weeks old, and he had four other kids under the age of five. The family moved to another state to be with with family after this happened and although he didn't die in the house i believe the emotions afterward fed some type of dark energy 
When I was going to bed at night, I would always feel basically fingers poking my back through my mattress all all what? over my entire back. Through the mattress? That's what it says. Eh. I forced myself to believe it was just my mind, but since moving from that house, I've had the same bed and it's never happened to me since. Also, one morning, I woke up around 5 a.m. The sun had just risen, but my entire family was still asleep. I had my bedroom door open, and all of a sudden, a tall, dark shadow figure walked into my room and was coming toward me. I jumped up and sprinted into my sister's room across the hall and laid down in her bed, forcing myself to believe I had projected a dream or something. But I could see in my room from my sister's, and I watched the figure come out of my room and come into my sister's, come around to the side of the bed I was on. I jumped up again and ran out of the room, but kept telling myself I had to, I had to just be tripping out. Plus, I knew my parents would never believe what I had just seen. I went to the office and got on the computer and turned on a game to distract myself. As the computer was turning on, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. I looked up at the crack in the doorway in front of me and saw darkness up to the height of the figure, then clearly above it. It clear as day was standing on the other side of the door watching me through the crack. At that point, I burst into tears and woke up my mom. This happened eight years ago. I still get goosebumps when I think about it. That's creepy. That is creepy. It was like following. Yeah. yeah. Peeking at him through the... Yeah, weird. Creeper? <laughs> Go back to wherever you came from. Yeah. Uh, next one, probably five or six years ago, my parents have this glass case in their house that holds some china and metal teapots for decoration. There is a porcelain doll and a musical piano in there as well. The glass case is rarely open or touched unless they are cleaning the pots to make sure that they don't tarnish. On this night, I had probably been around eight months, it had probably been around eight months since the glass case had been open. I remember I woke up between 2.30 and 3.30, it was a long time ago, but it was super early in the morning, to a noise. It took me a few seconds to become coherent. When I eventually was fully awake, I could make out that it was the musical piano playing from inside the glass case. Now, that's not, the, that's not that creepy, except it needs the key to be turned to play the music, and it played for a solid 30 seconds. Scared the crap out of high school me. That would be creepy. Yeah, it would be. Especially something like that that needs to be wound up. It takes force like there's no explanation for that at all yeah crazy i could see it making like maybe little like like one little noise little tinker sure know, whatever. yeah but playing for that long yeah it had to have been turned yeah a lot Ooh, that's so creepy next one my family has lived on the same land for decades my dad's side of the family owns it and my dad always told me never to go down to one small trail next to my family's graveyard he always said it made him uncomfortable and that many of our native american ancestors are believed to be buried there and we should do all we can to leave it be i occasionally do yard work around my family's cemetery and i do what i can to keep it clean I saw blackberry bushes lining the trail next to the graveyard, and it wasn't long for me to grab a bucket and pick a few. I'm not much of a cook, but I can at least make a good jam with the ripe ones. I walked down the trail and stopped in front of an old, no, stopped in front of a small opening in the forest canopy on the trail down a semi-steep hill. For some reason, I was frozen and felt I shouldn't walk any further and immediately got to my knees and started wailing and crying. 
I don't know if it was a panic attack. I felt pretty chill the entire day, and I wasn't thinking about anything that would provoke this feeling. The crying went on, and it was those exhausting bouts, punching the ground and screaming for about seven or eight minutes. After I was done, the sun, the sun felt incredibly warm and comforting, and light wind was soothing. I stood up and walked back home with the berries and made blackberry jam. I don't really know what I felt that day. I didn't hear or see anything, but the feeling was nearly overwhelming, but the decompression afterwards was welcome. Still, I follow my dad's advice now. There's something odd about that area, and it's best left to its own elements. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, next one. When I was seven or eight, I was sleeping in a shared bed with my brother at my grandma's house. I remember waking up and looking at the at the doorway of our room and seeing a silhouette of a thin black figure with long hair and dressed in some kind of weird clothing. I thought it was my aunt and just told her to stop watching us and went back to sleep <laughs> promptly. The next morning, I asked my aunt why she was watching us and she denied it. My mom told me I had a nightmare and everyone began chalking my vision as an, a nightmare until my grandfather, grandmother confirmed the fact that our neighborhood was actually built on top of an old Native American tribal land who got killed. Did that make sense? Tribal land? I later looked up images of Native Americans, and there is an uncanny similarity to the silhouette I saw that night. That house did have some weird events other than that. Lights breaking, heavy objects falling off bookshelves, and worst yet, a tree that had some god-awful thorns and a brood of ants living within it. Get pricked by that, and you'd have a nasty rash for weeks. Hmm. Yeah, but really, how many houses are built on oh. old Indian... Yeah, I mean, who knows? You know? Yeah. But, I mean, I guess certain lands, like, wouldn't, wouldn't they have to actually curse it? Oh, or I is it like a, like a normal thing for... Just bad energy to curse things. I have no idea. Hmm. And this is my last one. My fiance and I dog sit for my in-laws and their neighbors every few months or so when they go out of town. When we stay at the neighbor's house, they ask that we sleep in their room because it is close to where the dogs sleep. The way that their room is set up, the large bed is smack in the middle and the closet door is about three feet to the right. When laying on that side of the bed, you have a clear view down the hallway, which is fairly long. The first door you encounter when walking from the bedroom to the front of the house is the spare bedroom that they can use as an extra closet. It's important to note that both the spare bedroom and the closet door are always closed and the lights are always off, every single time. Well, this particular weekend, my fiancé, who sleeps on the side closest to the closet, wakes up in a panic, looking around, obviously scared. I asked him what's wrong, and he said that he had a nightmare that a man walked out of the closet and then down the hall, partially closing the door behind him. He said that in the dream, he stared at the door for a moment before trying to settle back into bed, only for the door to slowly creak open and two dark hands with long claw-like nails gripped the door from the top and side as it opened. We both looked at the closet at the closed bedroom door and have a little laugh about the absurdity and such and he goes back to sleep i was not long to follow we both woke up early the next morning 
That in itself is unnatural. And the closet door and spare bedroom door were both open with the spare bedroom light flicked on. We were creeped out, but figured that maybe it was the old house settling. <laughs> well, we couldn't really figure out the light. The next morning, the same thing happened, except the spare bedroom door is closed, but the light is on. We dog set, we've dog sat twice since then, but no longer offer to, as we've had more unnerving experiences, like hearing the clear sound of footsteps walking down the hall, wood flooring, you know the sound, only for no one to be there and the other person fast asleep. I've got goosebumps just thinking about it. As far as I know, nothing bad ever happened in the home, but I still refuse to sleep another night there. Yeah. That is too creepy. Yeah, I couldn't Don't do it. Blame I blame you. Do it. Especially if it's not even your house. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. You know. I wonder you if keep that your happens. creepy house to yourself. I wonder if that happens to the homeowners. Oh, I'm sure it does. I don't see why it wouldn't. Unless that ghost is like, uh, you don't live here. I'm no, going to scare maybe. the poop out of you. You need to go. Yeah. <laughs> It's an introvert ghost. <laughs> I don't like people. I don't know you. I don't want you here. Go away. <laughs> they let, I got them to leave. What are you doing here? <laughs> All right. It's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up. Did funny tweets. Okay. Oh, I need my glasses. I can't see. Oh, old lady Jody. Shut up. Old lady glasses. Oh, they're actually cute. Well, I figure if I have to wear them, then at least I look cute. <laughs> yeah. What I say, sorry, baby, they were out of bubblegum flavored medicine. Grape will have to do. What my child hears, I don't love you, never have. Now drink your poison. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Just ruin their lives. Seriously, you don't even have to do anything. I've learned that. Don't have to do anything, and yet lives are ruined. <laughs> Me, it's time to get dressed for school. Three-year-old, okay, I just have to do something first. And then there's a picture of a little kid climbing a wall. <laughs> Very important. Have to get that done well, before. they're like, they build a bridge from the couch to the wall. So their feet are on the wall. Hands on the floor. hands on the couch. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Still very important. <laughs> Must be done before bedtime. That's right. <laughs> Funny to think how much I limit the sugar in my kids' diets when my love when my lifeblood growing up was Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's pie day and I'm supposed to bring a pie to class, my eight-year-old announces as we're headed out the door running late to school. <laughs> Literally what? <laughs> As you're running, like As running out the door. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to bring oh, it. By the way, <laughs> my wife banned iPad iPads from my kids, so my sweet angel stood in the hallway where they thought I couldn't hear and whispered, "Let's ask Dad because he always lets us, and then we can blame him when Mommy asks." Oh, nice, man. <laughs> When people ask me if my twins are natural, I say no, they're robots. What? Why are people asking if their twins are natural? What does that even mean? What does that mean? Maybe, did you have them naturally? Oh, maybe. Why would someone phrase it like that? That makes no sense. Uh, what? No, it doesn't. 
I wouldn't like. I've never even heard that. Are your twins natural? <laughs> what does that even mean? No, they're cloned. What? What? Seriously, I like I, I would be like, no, they're they're robots. What? <sighs> me practicing cats in the cradle on guitar. Son, hey dad. Me, not now. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> That's so stupid. It's kind of funny. <laughs> that song makes me cry every time I well, listen yeah, to it. Yeah, it's depressing. It is so depressing. <laughs> My seven-year-old was watching the snowfall and said, snow is just cloud poop. I'll never be able to make snow angels again. in-laws but sometimes it's hard with the language barrier like today they said they were taking the kids all day and I thought they meant they were taking the kids all day <laughs> I guess they didn't I guess not <laughs> <laughs> my kid asked if I noticed anything different about them when I said no they were appalled by my answer apparently I had failed to consider I might have been speaking to their clone <laughs> Me, good night, sweetheart. You're so strong and brave and beautiful. Six-year-old whispering to herself. Those are all facts. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Tonight, we let my eight-year-old play the banker in Electronic Monopoly, and she accidentally transferred herself $250 million <laughs> instead of 250000 And when the error was discovered, she just laughed maniacally. We may need to work on this. <laughs> You think? <laughs> <laughs> was driving the other day and heard my daughter whisper, Mom, he's staring at you. So very alarmed, I looked at the car next to me. It was a dog. The <laughs> dog was staring at me. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> my ex is a chef and my son is always talking about how his dad's food tastes good and my food tastes bad. So I bought some hamburger helper and Totino's party pizzas and I'm about to blow his fucking mind <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you like your dad's food <laughs> <laughs> my daughter announced yesterday that she'd like to be a demon when she dies because she thinks she'd like the work oh oh my Alrighty. what <laughs> My five-year-old asked if he was allowed to get tattoos at daycare for St. Patrick's Day, and I said yes because he assured me that his tattoos won't be drilled in like the ones Mommy has. Oh, well, that's kind of accurate. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Sometimes I look at my 13-year-old daughter and marvel at how smart she is, how beautiful she's getting, and how the hell she wakes up after sleeping for 10 hours without having to immediately run to the bathroom and pee. Oh my God, I know. I used to do that. I don't I know. know. What happened? <laughs> How did your bladder know? <laughs> I told my kids to go to bed, so naturally they are performing a musical. <laughs> and all getting along beautifully. <laughs> my kid just told me he needs to take 120 of something to school tomorrow, so his choices are Cheerios or My Tears. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Things your kids wait till grandma is around before saying. Nine-year-old. Chickens cluck, so they should be called cluckers. And some of them are mothers, so we could call them mother cluck me. No! (laughs) Mother cluckers? (laughs) Kids are on spring break break and wife is working from home a few days this week so she needs y'all's well wishes while i'm at work looking for overtime projects to extend my work days a bit <laughs> i always go a little bit slower when the kids sit home <laughs> uh what is this awful smell my six-year-old yells as she walks into the kitchen my cooking the oh. smell is my cooking oh brat rude <laughs> I'm in that magical state of parenting where I don't need to change diapers or carry baby gear, but I also don't have to deal with teenage problems yet, and my kids still think I'm smart and funny. How do I stay here? You don't. You don't. Sorry. (laughs) Me. I thought you were going to clean your room today. Daughter. My body didn't allow it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Found out that my daughter's... Seven years on this planet, she thought we celebrate this guy on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, my god! It's Patrick Starfish from (laughs) SpongeBob. SpongeBob. That's hilarious. (laughs) And my last one. Our former nanny is pregnant, and while I'm happy for her, I'm mostly just relieved that my kids didn't ruin her desire to be a parent. (laughs) Hey, that's great. That's a good sign. (laughs) And that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, send in your stories. We need them. Ghouls Night Out Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also send us in any suggestions or documentaries. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook. We don't really go on there. We don't go on any social media <laughs> at all. Sorry. Want to reiterate that? <laughs> <laughs> We are not social media, even personally. We no, don't we I, don't use I'm social media. Hardly ever on Facebook. So, the, yeah, this is mostly word of mouth. But if you want, we do have a Facebook page. Yeah. We post memes every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ghouls Night Out podcast. Or, I already did that. So look us up on Facebook. Request to join the group. You can write, re- review, and subscribe. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye. <laughs>